0: Thank you very much for watching our broadcast today, and thank you, audience, for being here. I appreciate you coming and uh, helping me tap into the anointing of God, helping to pull it out of me so that our viewing audience will receive the absolute best. I discovered a long time ago I'm at my best in front of people. Just talking to a camera is not pulling out of me like a live audience can, so thank you for being here. We're talking about living in a continual state of God's favor. We've been talking about this for the last three weeks, and I trust that those of you that have been watching regularly and faithfully, it has been of great help to you. We're going to continue talking about it today, and then we'll begin a new lesson next week. Now, at the close of last week's broadcast, I was talking about the importance of decreeing God's favor. We ended with Job 22:28, 28, where it says, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you. To decree is to speak. When you speak God's word enough, eventually it will become established in your life, meaning that it will become a common occurrence. If you talk healing, then eventually you're going to experience divine health. If you talk prosperity, then eventually you're going to live in prosperity. On the other hand, if you're talking poverty and lack and want all the time, then that's exactly what you're going to get. If you're talking sickness and disease and failure and defeat all the time, that's exactly what you're going to get. Now, I've had a lot of people challenge me over the years saying, Brother Jerry, I just don't believe that my saying it has anything to do with it. My words don't have anything to do with my outcome. Well, I beg to differ because if you read the Word of God enough, you're going to find out that your words have everything to do with your outcome. In fact, your words determine your eternal destiny. Listen to what Romans chapter 10 says. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Notice your confession, what comes out of your mouth. You're speaking that you believe in what Jesus did at Calvary affects your eternal destiny. Your going to heaven, had everything to do with what came out of your mouth if thou shalt confess. Now, if your eternal destiny is based on what comes out of your mouth, then what about everyday circumstances? What about the things that are going on in your life on a daily basis? You see, if you will learn to talk God's Word, instead of talking what the media says, talking what the world says, talking what some relatives say, and even talking what, what I refer to as unbelieving believers say, I'm talking about Christians that don't know the Word of God. You have to to break away from the crowd, so to speak, and learn to speak the Word of God. Now, when I say learn to speak the Word of God, that begins through the process of filling your heart with God's Word. By studying the Word on a daily basis, uh, Paul wrote to Timothy and said, study, study the Word, study the Word. In other words, being it on a daily basis. And then it's important that once it gets down into your heart, you begin to speak it on a continual basis. And what happens? Job says that as you decree these things, eventually they will become established in your life and it will become a common occurrence. Now, that's what I've done with the favor of God. That's just one revelation from God's Word that I speak all the time. And as a result, it has become established in my life and it is a common occurrence. And if it can happen to me, then it can happen to you. Would anybody in the audience agree today? Is anybody in here doing what I'm talking about today? Where this has become a revelation to you and you're talking it. How many of you would say that you experience the favor of God on a regular basis? Amen. 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 On a regular basis. That's living in a continual state of God's favor and I want to encourage you once again to learn to speak it, speak it out of your mouth, that you walk in the favor of God, that the favor of God surrounds you, that the favor of God does what money can't do. It does what power can't do. It does what man can't do. In fact, the book of Proverbs says, if you have a choice between loving favor and silver and gold, choose favor. What does that tell us? That silver and gold can do so much but it fluctuates in its value from day to day. If you don't believe it, just look up on the app. You have an app on your phone that will give you, you know, uh, what gold is selling for today. Look on it tomorrow. Look on it next week. You're going to find out it will go up and down. You know, it may be worth $16 an ounce today, and next week it could be worth $8 an ounce. You never know what silver and gold is going to be worth from day to day. But here's the beautiful thing. Favor never fluctuates. Hallelujah. Yeah. Favor can do what money can't do. Favor can do what power and influence can't do. I'll choose favor any day, praise God. In fact, I've discovered when you learn how to walk in favor, sometimes the favor of God puts you in a situation where you don't even need money. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about never need money. I'm talking about certain things where, you know, uh, it costs this, but the favor of God just produced it. And I didn't have to exchange one thin dime. Hallelujah. Amen. I love it. I love walking in the favor of God. That's the reason I preach about it all the time. Now, we said how important it is to decree it. Talk God's favor. In Hebrews chapter 11, in verse 3, if you have your Bibles there, it's talking about God and his faith. And it says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. In other words, when God wants something to be, and at the time it was not, then he speaks it. He calls for it with the words of his mouth. That's how he created the the universe. And God said, Genesis 1 says, and it was so. And God said, every time God got ready to create something, it says, and God said, And then the next phrase is, and it was so. And here it's telling us that God framed the worlds with the Word of God. You say, what's that got to do with favor? Well, I learned a long time ago that I too can frame my own world with the Word of God. You ever heard uh, somebody use the phrase, that guy lives in another world. Now, they're not really talking about another planet. They know he still lives on planet Earth, but you know, he's created a world within this world. For instance, you know, you might come across somebody that's extremely wealthy and you might say about them, you know, because they live on a much higher level than you do. That guy lives in another world. I've met people like that where, you know, man, my, the, the biggest thought that I'd ever thought where prosperity is concerned, this guy just went another level than that. And, and I walked away thinking... That guy lives in another world, you know. I remember one time I was in Southern California, and a man asked if he, could, he and his family could take me and my family out to lunch one day. And I I'd I, I seen the man in meetings before, but I really didn't know that much about him. And he said, we'll pick you up at your hotel tomorrow. And so uh, this is way back in the, oh, the late 70s, 78, somewhere along in there and uh, we're standing out in front of the hotel my wife and my two daughters and in a little while this beautiful white Mercedes pulled up and I could see in the front that it was his wife and he had two daughters and they were in the back seat and uh, she got out and asked my wife and daughters to get in the car with them and said brother Jerry my husband will come and pick you up in his car and so they got in the car and they took off in a little while Here comes a 1927 Rolls-Royce touring car. (laughs) I mean, a museum-quality 1927 Rolls-Royce convertible. And I recognize the man in it. It's the man who invited me to lunch. And he comes around the circle there at the hotel and opens the door and says, get in. He said, I heard you like classic cars. Now, folks, (laughs) classic cars to me was a 1929 Model A Coupe. Not a 1927 Rolls Royce. My, my classic cars didn't cost over $10,000. This one car, which he had a warehouse full of them, and this one was worth a quarter of a million dollars. He lives in another world, right? This guy lives in another world, okay? Now, we get I get in the car, and we're going down the 405 in Los Angeles, you know, Southern California. And he points out this huge building to the right. And he says, I own that building. He points out this property on the left. I just bought that property. All the way down the 405, he's pointing out property and land and buildings that he either owned or he developed or he just sold. And I'm thinking, this guy is a multi, multi multi-millionaire. Amen. I mean, he is a multi-millionaire. He lives in a different world, and then he takes us out to a beautiful restaurant out on the ocean where he had to walk a boardwalk to get out to it. It's on the ocean, the Pacific, you know, and the people in there, they all look like him, you know, I mean, these are wealthy people, and when they brought us the menu, it had stuff on the menu I couldn't even pronounce, I'd never seen before, you know. I mean, I'm a country boy, born in Mississippi, grew up in Louisiana, and now live in Texas. A steak to me was a hamburger steak smothered in gravy and onions, you know. <laughs> T-bone, I never had a T-bone up to then. I don't even know what a T-bone is, you know. And, and uh, I knew what a Model T was, but not a T-bone, you know. And uh, there, there, there's, there's fish, there's seafood on this menu. You know, I mean, there's stuff on there I'd never heard of. My first thought is, these people live in a different world. And then he took me to his office. Oh, I'd never seen an office like that in my life. The the doors to his personal office were over 12 foot high. When he opened the doors, we went into his office. Everything in there, marble, imported from Italy. I mean, everything. He asked me to sit behind his desk. This desk was a command center. You know, it's like a spaceship. I mean, I saw stuff. I didn't even know what it was. And, you know, and I'm trying to be just as sophisticated as I possibly can, but every once in a while, the spirit of Gomer Powell comes out, you know, and, and I heard myself say, golly, Carolyn, look at this, you know, Shazam, you know, I mean, you know, I'd never seen anything like this in my life. And when we left, I'm thinking, these people live in a different world. And I remember asking the Lord, I said, Lord, why did you have me to experience that? He said, because I wanted to show you that no matter how far you get, there's always another level. Amen? No matter how far you might go in God and God's prosperity for you, there's always another level. I want you to see there's another world within your world. And then he said this, and you can frame it with my word. Amen. 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 You can frame that world with my word. So you see, that's what I've done all these years. I've taken the word of God and I have framed a world within this world. Now, you know, when I talk these favor stories, sometimes when I go to different places, I'm going to tell various stories about the favor of God. And some of them are. I know some of them are almost unbelievable, they are so extraordinary. You know, and I hear people walking away when I'm telling my stories about favor and I'm hearing them say, he lives in another world. Huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he has things happening to him that I, I never dreamed possible could happen to me. What do they say? He's in another world. But how did I get in that other world? I framed it with the word of God. Yeah. How do you frame the wor- your world with the word of God? By speaking it. You know, Carolyn's dad my father-in-law, he's in heaven now, but he was a builder. He built uh, residential homes all his, all his life. And he was, he was a phenomenal builder. I mean, when Olin Creech got through with a job, you carried waste off about this big. I mean, he could figure it to the inch, you know, and, and he was just an amazing builder. And uh, I'd go out with him sometimes and, and just help him, even though I didn't know anything about building houses. But I'd just go out to help him and, and to watch him. Because I love, I love watching people that excel in what they do, you know. And so uh, I'd go out and watch him. Well, isn't that a common phrase with house building? You frame the house. Yes. Amen. You frame a house. How do you frame a house? One board, one nail at a tap. <laughs> Amen. You don't just walk out there one day and, you know, an entire wall goes up in one hit with a hammer. No, it's one nail, one board at a time. And I remember uh, standing out there and watching Olin and and he had a couple of brothers that were both carpenters as well and they were were master carpenters, you know, and uh, they would start. And boy, they'd all get the boards and get their nails and they had them strapped to their side and pouch full of nails and boy, they'd start. And it sounded like music when those three get to, you know, doing the lower plate and the top plate and putting the studs in there. And then they'd raise that first section up and support it. And then they'd raise that next section up. And by the end of the day, man, they have framed a house, but it started one board and one nail at a time. Now, just because the house wasn't finished in a day, my father-in-law never said, this stuff doesn't work. Let's go home. I'm done. I quit. No, they always came back tomorrow at one board and one nail at a time until eventually they're handing the keys to the new owner. Amen. 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 That's exactly what I've done where the favor of God is concerned. One confession at a time continually speaking the word of God. I am framing this world. And you do it by speaking the word one confession at a time, one decree at a time. Is that so hard to understand? No. No. Did, Did all this favor just start happening every day in my life? The first day I got up and said, I have the favor of God on my life. No, but I didn't quit. Look at your neighbor and say, quit's not an option. <laughs> I didn't quit. I kept saying it. I kept speaking it. And in my mind, I'm hammering nails. I am, I am picking up another board every time I speak the Word of God. And I am framing. I am framing my world until eventually I live in a world that is full of negative circumstances, full of adversity, full of challenges. I like what Jesus said they're in the world, but they're not of it. Hallelujah. I'm in this world. I see the same challenges, the same adversity, the same tests and trials that everybody else does, but praise God, even though I'm in it, I'm not of it. I have framed a world within this world. Amen. Amen. And I did it by speaking the word of God to the point. Eventually I established and I say, I, 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 I'm really giving the credit to the Word of God and the Holy Ghost. I do have a part of him. That he has to use my mouth. So between the Word of God, the Holy Ghost, and Jerry, you know, yes. we have framed a world of favor to the point that I now live in a continual state of God's favor where it's showing up every day of my life. Now, folks, you can do the same thing. Now, what I find is a lot of people get inspired, you know? I mean, doing, doing these things with the Word of God is just like anything else. You know, you can, you can watch, and today there's so many advertisements about getting in good shape and dieting and, you know, and being at your best physically and, and you know, and all that. And dear Lord, being in shape and good physical condition is a multi-billion dollar industry, you know? with all the stuff that people have to sell and all the equipment, all the pills and all the protein and all of everything. Man, it's, it's money being exchanged every day beyond what we can even think. Just with people trying to look better, be healthier. But you know what? Most of that stuff they order is in a closet, on a shelf, under the counter. They can't find it. <laughs> Not using it. Amen, why? Because it takes more than just inspiration. And I watch people all the time. They'll hear me. They get excited about it. They want it. There's no doubt they want it. But then after a few days when they don't see immediate results, they're done. They don't pick up their favorite tapes anymore. (laughs) They don't pick up their favorite book anymore. You know, well, I tried it for three days and it didn't work. That's not how it becomes established in your life, trying it for three days. You've got to make a commitment you're going to do this for the rest of your life. Amen. You know, it's just like just like the exercising and all that, you know. Uh, I, I, I want to look good. I want to be in good shape. I want to be physically strong. I'm only 67 years old, and I believe i still got a lot of preaching to do, and I don't want, you know, being out of shape and bad health and, and sluggish and all that to interfere with what God's called me to do. So I had to make a commitment, you know, that I'm going to eat better, that I'm going to, you know, uh, put some control over how much I put in my body and not ever eat all that I want, you know, and, and not eat just the things that I crave all the time, you know. And as a result of it, what am I doing? I'm creating a world for myself. I'm creating a world of healthy. I'm creating a world of, of perseverance and endurance, and for the long haul, praise God. Yes. Amen. I don't intend for bad health, being out of shape and you know and, and sluggish to interfere with what God's called me to do. Amen. And, and yet, you know, uh, staying inspired to do it, Yes, it's a chore. Yes, it's hard. Amen. I mean, you know, I like banana pudding just as well as the next guy, but I can't eat the whole bowl in one setting. I used to think, I used to think that I could not go to bed at night without first having a bowl of ice cream. Yeah, I didn't care what flavor it was either. Just give me a bowl of ice cream. You know, I'd wake up in the middle of the night with a Brahma attack. You know, I need a hot Fud Sunday, you know. Well, I still like that, but I don't do it every night anymore. No. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll call it reward day, you know. And uh, sometimes I have two reward days, one right after the other, you know. But I can't do that continually and expect to be in good shape, good health, and all that. Are you seeing what I'm saying? It takes more than just watching a commercial on fitness to be in good health. It takes more than just ordering that trim machine, that ab machine to staying in good health. It takes more than just ordering my tapes, listen to them one time, put them on the shelf and decide because it didn't all come to pass by dark, it doesn't work. This works. In fact, it works better than an ab machine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you, but you gotta, you got to stick with it. Yes. you gotta, you got to be persistent with it. Yes. Amen. you got to make a decision that you're not just going to be inspired about this, but you're going to stick with it. Yes. And that's the way you have to be about speaking the favor of God. If you want to create a world of God's favor mm-hmm. in your world, then you're going to have to speak it on a continual basis and frame that world just like I've done. You can do it. God will honor your words just like he honors mine. Amen. Amen. But make up your mind right now. Everybody say it again. Quit's not an option. Quit's not an option. You say that, the television viewing audience. Say it, that quit is not an option. you got to make up your mind that quitting is not an option. If you'll begin this and continue with it, then praise God you'll find out that God will honor it. Listen to this verse in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18. The New International Version says, The Lord longs to show you His favor. I love that. The Lord longs to show you His favor. Isn't that an amazing statement? I mean, it's not only that we want to walk in God's favor. God longs to show you His favor but he's not going to violate his own word to make it happen. That's right. Amen. Amen. You're not going to just walk in the favor of God automatically and talk any way you want to talk, live any way you want to live and, and all that. No, you're going to follow his instructions, be obedient to his word. Thou shalt decree a thing, and then it shall be established. Amen. You frame this with the word of God, and God will honor it. It says, The Lord longs to show you his favor. He wants to give you his tender love. The Lord is a God who is always fair. I love that. Praise God. Amen. So it's your decision. How desperate are you to live in a continual state of God's favor where it's manifesting every day of your life? If you're desperate for it, then you'll make the decision. You're going to do these things and don't give up. Hey, I'll be right back in just a few moments. Be sure and watch this announcement regarding this special offer on living in a continual state of God's favor on three CDs. I'll be back in just a moment.
1: Do you remember your life before the revelation of who Jesus is and what he's done? Have you received that revelation yet? If you're struggling in your relationships or family life, if you're stuck in debt or depression, then listen up. God wants you to live in a state of His favor. In Dr. Savelle's three-message teaching, living in a continual state of God's favor, you'll learn how God wants you to experience His favor and goodness every day. Throughout it, you'll be encouraged to declare and expect God's favor to bring you through any and every situation when you learn to live in a state of favor, God will take you to a new level of blessing and abundance. Don't wait any longer. Grab a hold of this revelation today. Call or visit us at jerrysavelle.org to request your copy of Dr. Savell's teaching, Living in a Continual State of God's Favor, today.
0: Be sure and order your copy today. You can either call the Number on the screen, right to the address. You can go online. Be sure and get this in your home as quickly as you possibly can. I'm not just trying to sell you products, I know what this will do for you. You see, this is the way I began to get it in me studying the Word of God, purchasing resources from other ministers who knew more about it than I did. You know, I learned about my authority as a believer ordering and listening to products by Kenneth Hagin. I learned the laws of prosperity listening to and reading uh, resource material from Kenneth Copeland. I learned about healing and miracles listening to and reading material from Oral Roberts. That's why these products we make available to you because we know the impact they will have on your life. Three CDs, living in a continual state of God's favor, covering so much more that I'm able to talk about on these television broadcasts. And once again, I want you to know how much we appreciate, this ministry appreciates all of our partners. Thank you, partners, for believing in us. You are so uh, deeply uh, appreciated by all of us here. You you enable us to reach the world with the uncompromising Word of God, and we will certainly forever be grateful for it. We pray for you. We're believing God for His best in your life. We speak increase over you. We speak favor over you, and we believe, praise God, that you're going to have some great favor stories to share with us. Be sure and communicate those stories with us because once we hear them, we share them with others, and it encourages them and particularly lets them know that this can work for them and not just me alone. Thank you once again, and God's best to you, and I speak the favor of God over your life this very day. And once again, let me remind you, you know Your faith will overcome the world.